Welcome to KiteLine, a weekly radio program from WFHB that focuses on issues in the prison system and beyond. Behind the prison walls, a message is called a kite. Whispered words, a note passed hand to hand, a request submitted to the guards for medical care. Illicit or not, sending a kite means trusting that other people will bear it farther along until it reaches its destination. Here on KiteLine, we hope to share these words across the prison walls. Before starting with this week's theme, we wanted to share some prison-related news and announcements. The country might be locked down, but struggles inside prisons and out continue to develop chaotically and related unexpectedly to the COVID-19 crisis. Prisoners in Stateville, in Illinois, report that they continue to suffer from a full lockdown, restricting their programming and access to phones. Yet, guards are patting them down without washing their hands between each person, and prisoners are regularly crowded together in bullpens. The lockdown conditions allow for total repressive control, but do little or nothing to stop the virus. On the outside this week, Indianapolis cops killed a young black man named Sean Reed. Indy residents organized a mass call-in to demand that the city not tear gas demonstrators during a respiratory disease epidemic. Blockades have continued for two days at the site of Sean's murder. The audio you heard at the beginning of this is from those demonstrations. Since the coronavirus pandemic hit the United States, we've been sharing updates from prisoners and their supporters on how COVID-19 is impacting them. We've covered a lot of ground and a lot of facilities. What follows is a recorded roundup that was sent to us about the last two weeks of the pandemic in U.S. prisons. Here's what they sent us. It is difficult to share accurate information about COVID-19 cases and death behind prison walls because prison officials are the ones releasing daily updates to the press. We shouldn't automatically trust that they are truthful or factually accurate. Those that are still allowed to reach out via phone calls or letters have already shared otherwise, proving the inaccuracy of the crisis folks currently face behind bars. At the moment, no one is allowed to enter prisons and visit. Folks behind bars have been limited phone calls or been cut off completely from that privilege. Some prisons have gone as far as not allowing letters to go out or come in. As of May 1st, there have been 14,513 reported cases of COVID-19 behind bars, with 8,271 tests administered and 218 known deaths. Just last week, the BOP reported that over 70% of federal prisoners tested were positive for COVID-19. But again, those are only people who were tested. There have been reports of incarcerated folks sharing their struggle with COVID-19 symptoms and being denied testing. Things are firing up outside and inside the prison walls as COVID-19 infects the lives of many held hostage behind bars, causing death and further isolation. There have been countless demos outside the prison walls from caravans to colorful marches and explosive occupations. Here's a roundup of what has been happening the last two weeks. As of last week, 123 imprisoned people and 65 guards and staff tested positive for COVID-19 at Stateville in Illinois. Folks have not been given sanitation supplies, nor have they been allowed to take physical distance, so the infections are assumed to be multiplying exponentially. Illinois Department of Corrections reported 13,000 people out of 43,657 within its prisons could be eligible for immediate release, but yet we see no movement. Stateville holds an incapacitated population of about 2,674 prisoners overall. Many are elders, a significant portion are sentenced as juveniles for long sentences upwards of 20 plus years. Of that 2,674 people, 687 held in Statesville are over the age of 50 and 35 are over the age of 70. This is no different than a majority of prison populations. If it isn't elderly people, 
then there are a host of other vulnerabilities that can lead to premature death. So far, an estimated nine people have died from COVID-19 while in Stateville, with the number estimated to be higher than reported. Earlier on, it was noted that the prison only had 11 ventilators. At Chicago's Cook County Jail, there have been 11 COVID-19-related deaths as of May 4th. Some folks have even refused regular food in response to COVID-19 at CCJ, and they're demanding better conditions. Cook County Jail has seen more than 800 confirmed cases, but the number is assumed to be much higher as this place is a literal death trap, plagued by sanitary issues and lack of testing. Perkins, who is held in Division 11, was one of the organizers of the hunger strike on lack of proper sanitation, delays in case processing, and visitation cancellation. He said conditions inside the jail have improved somewhat since the strike. Administration is now giving everyone on his tier hand sanitizer and one mask per day. But still, many reporting to family that they have COVID-19-like symptoms are being denied testing, and it seems that someone dies every week due to the virus. On April 22nd, there was a riot at the Westville Correctional Facility that left a couple of officers injured. A couple hundred incarcerated folks overtook guards and fought them, taking their keys. Folks ran out of the buildings with anything they could use as weapons. Eventually, teams of police arrived and forced everyone back to their cells. Westville has been chaos every day since the pandemic began. Kitchen staff refuse to work. When the news comes on, the guards turn it off. No communication about what is happening with the virus has led to extreme fear and outrage. So far, Westville Correctional Facility has had three COVID-19-related deaths. As of April 23rd, Indiana Department of Corrections has reported 278 incarcerated folks and 122 staff members testing positive at prisons in Indiana, with the majority being in Westville. There are 130 confirmed cases among incarcerated folks at Westville Correctional Facility, 53 in Plainfield, 27 in Pendleton, 14 at the Indiana Women's Prison, and 12 at Heritage Trail. At the Marion Correctional Institution in Ohio, 80% of incarcerated folks have tested positive, and 11 have died. There has also been a massive outbreak devastating Pickaway Prison, where at least 23 prisoners have died from the virus. A group of community organizations in Louisiana have filed a lawsuit to halt the transfer of COVID-19 positive prisoners to Camp J facility in the Angola Prison Complex. The notorious isolation unit has been referred to as the Dungeon, and has been closed since 2018 due to failing infrastructure. It has now been reopened to house incarcerated folks in Louisiana who have tested positive for COVID-19. A place that lacks adequate medical care like ventilators and doctors and is 25 miles away from the nearest hospital. In Kansas, dozens of folks ransacked offices, broke windows, and set small fires for several hours at Lansing Correctional Facility. The uprising was shut down by officers several hours after it began. As of May 2nd, Texas Department of Criminal Justice has reported 20 folks have died behind bars due to COVID-19, and that number does not include autopsy results that are still pending on nine additional cases. In California, women trapped inside the Adelanto Detention Center have gone on strike. The facility is making them clean solely with shampoo and toothpaste. They are being denied access to sanitizer, hand soap, and cleaning products to sanitize common areas. They were being woken up at 1 a.m. every day to clean, but the women have declared a strike and are no longer cleaning or eating. So far, there have been reports of one death in North Carolina prisons as of April 21st, after a few days of unrest, as large caravans swarmed outside the prison walls. This number is only expected to grow.
123 people inside Florida facilities have tested positive, including 42 at the Black River Correctional Facility. At least four incarcerated folks have died inside the prison, which only this past week caved to outside pressure and revealed its preventative plan. Florida's prison, Rehabilitative Industries, and Diversified Enterprises Incorporated has people inside prisons mass-producing protective masks, which is a growing case across the country. With prisoners producing masks for guards, but denied masks for their own protection, we will only see tensions grow more intensely as the weeks unfold. On May Day, prisoners at the Southern State Correctional Facility in Vermont created a disturbance while supporters held a car demo outside. In Massachusetts, in a statement released late Friday night, Sheriff's Office spokesman Jonathan Darling claimed that, quote, detainees caused more than $25,000 worth of damage, end quote, and attacked Sheriff Thomas Hodgson and guards during the exchange. The incident started after 10 folks held hostage by ICE reported several symptoms of COVID-19. A third hunger strike has been launched at the Northwest Detention Center in Tacoma, Washington, as detainees continue their demand for humanitarian visas and an end to deportations. Noise demos continue outside in support. Meanwhile, calls are growing from Haiti and elsewhere to end U.S. deportations, as this practice is helping to spread the virus. Mark Mustafa Hingston called in to us from Toledo CI on May 5th. What follows is his statement, which was recorded through a mask. As of the 5th, he was on his 13th day of hunger strike. In this time of COVID-19, on the inside, here at the Toledo Correctional Institution, there have been several positive cases of the coronavirus confirmed. There's mass neglect signing medical treatment within this infrastructure along with other concentration camps in the state of Ohio. The only means of treatment being issued out at TOCI is temperature checks. There's prisoners living in cell blocks with individuals under suspicion for having COVID-19 who are on lockdown but can utilize the same showers as prisoners not exhibiting any symptoms of the virus. This practice alone proves that the proper methods for containment is not being used. It has been scientifically shown that coronavirus cells can live on steel or stainless steel for up to 72 hours which would expose healthy prisoners to the virus due to the community use of the shower facilities. On the front page of the USA Today newspaper from date Tuesday, April 28, 2020, you will see that the Marion Correctional Institution in Ohio has more than 2,000 coronavirus cases, the largest number at any prison in the country. This is due to neglecting any method of containment. The director of prisons in Ohio, Annette Chambers-Smith, recently conducted an interview where she did choose to use this call is originating from an Ohio correctional facility and may be recorded and monitored. In the describing 
The following recording was sent in to us by a listener who shares a conversation with a prisoner in Rockville, a women's prison here in Indiana. Here's what they have to say about the way the facility is dealing with the coronavirus. How many inmates have been tested at the women's Rockville facility? Hmm, I'd probably say only probably maybe five to ten at the most. And how many guards have if been tested? Is that? Um, how many guards have been tested? There's been a few guards tested, I don't know. Alright, and has any of them gone home sick and not came back? Yeah, the maintenance man, four of them. Are there any inmates or offenders that are under quarantine there? They are quarantining the intakes that have come in from the county. But, for two weeks and then letting them back and letting them 
not a quarantine after 14 days. Are they quarantining the um, any people suspected of having the coronavirus? Well, Lisa was only there, was only in the infirmary for a couple of days, and they let her out. Okay. They tested her. What are they considering quarantining? Well, the intakes are quarantined. They just have them on a opposite side of a dorm in their rooms, and they don't go to child movements or rec movements, but they go to the OSB and that's it right next to one. Okay. Have you seen anybody that was taken uh, by medical? They said a lady died in the firmly, but I don't know if she died of the corona or if she died of something else. Okay. But, that was just said today. Okay. But have you seen anybody taken by medical as in like her bedding cleaned or anything like that? Oh, yeah. At least got taken. Okay. Came back a couple of days later. Okay. What were her symptoms? What was going on with her? She kept coughing. How are you guys social distancing? <laughs> That's your question. There ain't no social distancing. Can you explain that? What do you mean? There ain't none. What's your sleeping arrangements? There is. I, we sleep at opposite ends of our beds, but I can still touch my bunk or my side bunkie. Okay. And what are your risks of having severe complications with the coronavirus? My personal risk is high. Okay. You have said in the past that you possibly have breast cancer, but you're still waiting for the mammogram, and it's been a couple of months, correct? Yeah. Okay. And you said you sat next to somebody that was under quarantine? Yeah, on the medical. They were waiting for medical. Okay. In the waiting room. Okay. And they haven't given, they haven't given us any new masks, either. So... You've only gotten one They're, one mask, and they won't replace yeah, them? No, we're making our own out of ripped-up t-shirts or shorts. How are cleaning supplies? What are, what's going on for cleaning? For They come and bleach like twice a day, our day room and our bathroom. Are they providing soap, or do you have to have money in your books to provide to get soap? No, we have soap and sanitizer at the desk. For like, what about showers and stuff? They bleach twice, twice a day. Okay. Uh, I don't believe that they, they say they're quarantining people, but they're not. Not when I can sit next to them. And now we have a selection from a video released from an inmate in FCI Elkton. We'll have a link to the video along with other resources on our website. It was all good like a couple days ago, right? All of a sudden, out of the blue, Everybody just dying and getting sick and like this is serious as like they literally leaving us in here to die. Like, you know, it's probably like three dudes I know already. And you feel me? Took out this dead that I literally knew. And the rest of these just sick as hell. You know, they talking about social distance and you feel me? They can't even social distance or nothing, cause like, like look at hold on. this motherfucker here. They talking about stay six feet from motherfuckers and, and look at this. This over here, this motherfucker over here dying from corona. They got this in my room. You know what I'm saying? How the fuck I'm supposed to live? You know what I'm saying? Then they talking about stay six feet. Then they gave us these 
mask and literally like said good luck you feel me now right now i ain't got that you feel me but you know i got a month little light drug sense you feel me now they trying to kill in this for real you know then today this one i know hey yeah this dead you feel me they just took this they literally leaving us in this to catch it like i ain't even got this you feel me but i don't know how long that's gonna be because i think i'm like got some of the symptoms and they talking about you can't uh smell and taste you you probably got that so it's like today it's like i don't know i don't know if i'm tripping or what but i for sure can't taste you feel me i don't know what to do i, mean, I just hit this i was like you know try to keep this my the phone situation low key but like serious as everybody in this down and it's like what the y'all want me to do like down this so shit i need y'all to whoever you know whoever you can get in contact with that can help me and the rest of you ain't sick you feel me do that they literally about to leave us in this to die because we got felons and you know what i'm saying like y'all can social distance we can't social distance like look this is white boy on top of me you already know like i ain't racist or nothing but you know the white boy he dying you know he got he came in this and got this sick and then it's like they got these motherfuckers in here they not taking them out until they die you know like we saw two months well now it's three and then it's like a gang they just took out this you feel me then they just hit us with these but you know what i'm saying where they taking the dead bodies, they build a like a tenant, you feel me? Where they put the dead bodies at. And we just in it. I'm about to show y'all in a minute. Hold on. I'm gonna get the phone taken on, so y'all gotta just chill one second. He can't even breathe. I'm about to show y'all. Hey, I'm about to pull your cover up, Don. Show these. This literally in this dying, bro. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, bro. This is serious as man. You know, y'all gotta hit CNN. I don't give a f damn. Oh, let me tell y'all this. Let me tell y'all this. So, you know, everybody in the unit got the probably itself like three, four of us, right? This is the this is what they gave us. This little ass thing of soap to wash, to stay clean, like wash our hands. And this for every two weeks, like literally. And then how they got everything set up is to protect the COs from from getting affected. You know. It's like no protection for the inmates. But hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It ain't no protection for the inmates. They don't care if you die or not. They literally let you die. And that's it. Like, shit. They gonna throw you in that tent I showed y'all. Then they gonna be like, hit your parent telling you he called Corona and wasn't nothing we could do about it. But it was something you could do about it. You got the CARE Act and you got the uh, compassionate release. You feel me? I meet the criteria for all of that, by the way. You feel me? Why am I still here? Somebody need to answer that question. For real, for real. But, you know, if I don't make it, LHJJ, you was <laughs> straight up. You was my dog. If, if this thing turned out low, you was my dog, LHJJ. You know who you is. For real, but, uh, <sighs> what to do? So I'm about to uh I'm about to get up out of here in a minute, man.
I got disinfected, you know, that's all I can do for real, disinfected, you know, but other than that, they literally land. Huh? What happened? Huh. That's one of the dudes I ain't got it either, and, and he he meet the criteria too. So why we in it? You feel me? That's the and that's my word. They got a law. Like if you ain't got it, you can go home on home confinement. Then you got to think I got less than a year left. Why am I? In it? You feel me? But you know, I'll let Stevie wonder, man. You know, oh, I can't figure this out. You know. And then, then they talking about half the unit supposed to die. That's what the nurse said. He was like, "Be prepared. It's about to be a lot of deaths. It ain't nothing we can do about it." I'm like, man, crazy. So look, like I'm telling y'all, share this, bro, to anybody. Say, try to save my life. And the, the few of us that ain't got the life for real, for real. Hit up whoever you can hit up. You know, do me a solid. Cause I can get up on uh home. -huh. They want the money on some. You feel me, dog? On some bull, cause they can send me on home confinement. I can throw, I can pay to be on home confinement. That's not really a problem. I can pay this for that, but you know, that's what they doing the niggas in prison. You feel me? Cause like at the end of the day, we only got drug trying. Like my man Don, I'm about to go back over there and show y'all Don. He he on his deathbed. He on his deathbed on some 100. That's crazy, man. It's crazy they gonna let. Him. They might try to put me in the hole or something for the. I don't know, but do what y'all got to do, man. Spread awareness on what's going on to people in prison. Cause this is serious. Like, do me that solid, bro. We end this week's episode with a Mother's Day poem that was recorded from Birdie Correctional in North Carolina by James Morgan. We'll air more of James's songs and poems in a future episode, but wanted to close out with this one. This is Happy Mother's Day by James Lewis Morgan Jr. Happy Mother's Day, ladies of the world. I'm glad to say thank God for making the girl. Way back when, he extracted Adam's rib, so plenty of humans would live. Happy Mother's Day, you whom mother, raising so many sisters and brothers, teaching them the proper ways to go, reaching them daily as they know. Happy Mother's Day to you whom care who for others nurture and share. Be you kin or just a good friend, you took kids in on you to depend. Happy Mother's Day, you changes of diapers, you whom are avid facing and nose wipers, you who are proud with the first call, the first stand, the first walk and talk. Happy grandmothers, you someday will be happy grand others will become motherly happy mother's day to the great great grands whom still maintain pretty faces and hands happy mother's day to aunts as well whom love and raised you and with her you dwell to the big sisters who did take charge whom got big blisters so you live large happy mother's day to all mothers okay for you and others we pray for many other happy mother's day 
We're still taking calls for our coronavirus hotline, and we've been hearing from inmates all across the country. We'll have more of the calls on our website and on next week's show, but we encourage you to get the word out to those you know on the inside so they can record a message about the impact of COVID-19 on the facilities they're in. That number is 765-343-6236. This has been KiteLine. Anyone can reach us via our P.O. Box, KiteLine Radio, P.O. Box 2422, Bloomington, Indiana, 47402. You can hear previous episodes of our show at wfhb.org forward slash KiteLine. We also want your feedback and to share your story. Feel free to write us at KiteLine at wfhb.org. You can follow KiteLine Radio on all social media platforms. KiteLine is intended as a means of communication between people across prison walls. KiteLine, WFHB, or any affiliates airing this program are not responsible for the opinions expressed on the show. Please join us every Friday for more stories, news, and insights about the impact of prison on our community. Thank you for listening.